Hello, everybody, and happy Tuesday. It is so rainy here in Wichita, and it's kind of like kicking up everybody's allergies. So as you can imagine, during the coronavirus pandemic, you know, people having allergies isn't necessarily, you know, great timing because I feel like anytime anybody like has any issues with their throat or their nose, people are just like, is that the virus, right? And so um, I definitely feel for a lot of people this week because I feel like the rain has really kicked up a lot of our allergies, my own included, but luckily, I mean, they're not bad right now, but I can just definitely tell that there's stuff moving through the air and that my um, my drainage is just a little extra. Um, but otherwise, very grateful that it's not too bad and that I don't have to worry about people giving me too many dirty looks as I... Um, go around in public. So I, uh, yes, so it's been some weird times. We have a mask mandate here and I'd be curious to hear more about like y'all's experience of what's going on. I will say for myself, I am so grateful that I am getting used to masks because I'm one of those people that has weird phobias around breathing and things being over my face. Um, in fact, I really didn't realize this until I traveled and I had a couple of like many panic attacks um, under a mosquito net. Um, And also I had a really hard time learning how to scuba dive at first because that was another instance where I felt like I was like being, something was over my face or I couldn't breathe. So with that, I have been incredibly grateful that masks don't um, trigger that sensation for me. Now that being said, every now and then I'll have to take a break and go to the bathroom to just kind of breathe a little bit. But Overall, I'm getting used to it, and I think a lot of people are. um, This isn't me like advocating for anything or saying one thing or another. I'm just saying that regardless with the mandates, I am so grateful that um, I am figuring out how to make it work. Um, And so I hope you guys are too. I hope that uh, things are good where you are, and I hope the weather is good and not producing allergies like it is here in lovely Wichita, Kansas. Today, I'm going to delve into talking about our boundaries that we set with in-laws. And I want you to think of this like if if you don't have in-laws, I still want you to consider this for like, you know, any romantic partners, family or friends or um, people that might not be directly in relation to you, but that you still have the right. And in fact, it's really important that you set boundaries with these different individuals. I think a lot of people, they want to not rock the boat. They want things to be good with their significant others, loved ones. And so often they might hold back or um, feel like they don't have a right to say certain things. But I wanted to give a language and specific examples to boundaries we could set with our in-laws or with people who are loved ones of our significant other because It is so important we set these two. I've seen so many family systems where over time, boundaries weren't set within their family or with their in-laws or with, you know, other certain people. And again, I think there's this weird thing where sometimes people can be really good at setting boundaries with their family and then feel like they don't have the right or like they hesitate to do that with their in-laws. And I wonder too, like that might be a cultural thing or maybe just, you know, Again, I don't know if maybe you never felt like you had permission or the right to do that, but you absolutely do. And I would encourage you to because what people don't realize is even though at first it might be a little bit like, oh, they're setting boundaries and that's like 
a little weird, it will over time be so much better than slowly building resentment towards these individuals and then acting in ways where like later on, like they're surprised that you don't want to come to Thanksgiving or that you're not calling more or, you know, that you're upset when they just drop in without telling you. Right. And so I think it's really good that we set these boundaries from the get go because you if we can. And now, of course, if you haven't set them from the get go, do them when you can. But oftentimes our in-laws or people that love our significant others, they don't know that they're doing things that are different. And again, they come from a different like family culture. So there may be things in your family that are unspoken rules that you're like, of course you do it this way, where it's very different for them. And even culturally in their family, it might be rude to do it another way. So it's like two different family cultures coming together. They have to communicate about what's okay and what isn't. Because what's harmless to one can be really annoying and painful and harmful to another person. One of the prime examples of that that I've seen kind of intergenerationally is for some family systems, it's totally okay to just come over to someone's house without announcing it. And then for other family systems, that is incredibly rude or disruptive or disconcerting, right? And so, you know, a boundary that you could set is if you're going to come over to my house, I need you to let me know beforehand. Otherwise, I can't guarantee that we will be available and ready for, you know, entertaining guests, right? And that's totally appropriate to do. I think you just have to let them know like, hey, you've got to give me X amount of time to prepare and to also check my schedule because, I don't know, if they're anything like me, like my schedule is so busy. So if I had family that just like popped up into town, like whether they're significant others or not, like... I would need a little bit of heads up because I have genuine things in my schedule that I can't just reschedule on a last minute's notice. And for me, I really care about family. So like I want to be able to spend time with them. So it hurts me too if, you know, they were to show up last minute and I couldn't, you know, spend time with them and really give them the attention that, you know, I love to give family. Um, Some other boundary examples include things like, you know, being really clear about them giving you parenting advice, right? So the parenting advice can be a big, messy area. And you could say something like, we know you mean well, but please don't give us parenting advice unless we ask for it, right? That's just setting the boundary that like, you know, if we ask for it, of course, we want your advice in this area. But, you know, maybe our values or maybe what we're trying to do with our family system is different than what you know, where you came from or how you raised your family system. So we're asking that you respect that. The other thing that happens commonly with in-laws or people that love our significant others is sometimes instead of directly talking to us, if they have a concern or an issue with us, they will talk to our partner instead. And so another boundary that we could set is something like, if you have issues with me, I'd really prefer that you talk with me directly about it versus talking to my partner. And just setting that boundary that, you know, I really do want you to come to me directly about it. That's super important to me. That kind of also goes along with this next one that um, might be subtle, but often, you know, if family members come over and they all come over together, sometimes family members will just kind of like, without thinking about it, 
say comments or judgments about how you're parenting or your house decorations or how you're living your life in some way. And so I think another boundary that often needs to be set in family systems is, you know, if you disagree with my parenting or my house decorations or my religion or any other way that I choose to live my life, you know, please talk to me about these issues privately and in a respectful way versus just saying comments about them kind of flippantly in front of other people, right? Um, Or publicly stating your disagreement. It can be really uncomfortable and feel kind of disrespectful when a family member comes in and says something about your parenting in front of all of the other family members, right? And so that boundary would simply say, hey, like, I, I want to hear what you have to say, but I really need you to do that in a way that is private and respectful versus just kind of saying it in front of other people, um, especially with parenting. If they make a comment about your parenting in front of your kiddos, that could really undermine what you're trying to do in your parenting. And so, you know, especially setting that boundary around parenting, saying, if you disagree with my parenting, I really need you to talk with me about that in private and for us to have that discussion, not in front of the kids, right? So that's another example of a boundary, how you could say, hey, I want you to talk to me about X or Y or Z, and this is how I would like for you to talk with me about this. Um, The other thing, too, is I think people don't realize that when people come into your home, um, it's kind of your safe space, right? And it's kind of the place that you create to make, you know, for you to feel at ease and for you to feel at home. Um, And when it comes to parenting your kids, too, you ultimately make the decisions about the boundaries and rules that your kiddos follow. And so another boundary you may have to set with in-laws are things like, we follow these rules, and you know you can go into whatever specific rules they are. So please honor those while you're in our home, or please honor those when you're watching our kiddos, right? Now I know that like sometimes grandparents want to like spoil the kids, and I think you know again I do believe in flexibility. Like I think if it's super rigid, that's like its own issue itself. But if there are very like important rules, like say your kid has a gluten intolerance, and then your grandparents feed them gluten. Um, you know, making sure that you set that boundary, like, hey, that, that, that's one that doesn't have any flexibility, and we'd really prefer that you honor that. Um, and then another big issue that tends to come around, especially, I guess, in American culture, is the winter holidays. Um, oftentimes, people feel very split between different family systems, and they may go and do things that they actually don't feel like doing because they feel this pressure like they have to do it. Right, And every family is different in how they talk about that and what their expectations are. And so another example of a boundary that might need to be set is something like, we will be splitting time between families this year for winter holidays, so we're going to spend this time with my family and this time with your family. Or another one, which I want to give people more permission to do as well, is this year we will be spending time in our own home for the holidays. I think people often feel like, okay, we don't get to do that, right? Like, we don't get to say we're not going to go visit people. But you do. You you can, like, set that boundary and say, you know, we've just been kind of exhausted with traveling or it's just been a crazy year. We'd like to stay home with our own family. You know, and even say, hey, you're welcome to come. You're welcome to come over Christmas Eve and have dinner with us, especially if you tend to be the person that's always traveling to see family. 
that maybe it's something that's important to you that, you know, every three to four years, either you stay at your own home or you invite people to come travel to you, right? And just knowing that sometimes it's simply having that conversation because often people don't realize that they're asking you to travel every year or like the energy drain that that might be for you or financial drain even. Um, So make sure you have those conversations. Tell people how you'd like for them to talk with you if you want their advice or not. Um, You know, how you want them to come over to your home or the rules that you follow that are that are very important to you and then maybe what has more flexibility, right? Because I do think sometimes when when kiddos are spending time with grandparents or aunts and uncles, you know, it might be a little different when they're with them and that's that's okay too, right? So to remember that it's important we have some flexibility as well while also communicating the things that if we don't set those boundaries, we're going to feel anger, resentment, or frustration with our loved ones. At the end of the day, boundaries are set because... We want to connect with people. We want them to know where we're, we're at. And we want to like be kind and loving and excited to be with them versus harboring resentment or feeling frustrated with them about things that they may not even know that they're doing, right? So I hope that these give you some good examples. And I hope it encourages you to know that like you have a right to set these boundaries And if anything, it is the loving thing to do because over time, this will help you be closer to your in-laws and other people and relate to them in ways that are peaceful and loving and kind, essentially. All right, y'all. I hope you have a wonderful day. Drink some coffee. Stay um, healthy out there. And I will connect with you tomorrow. Take care.